0: Just remember, nobody lives in New York. They survived New York.
1: Yes. That was quite obvious. Yeah. Quite obvious.
0: They don't really tell you that, but it's the way it is. Yeah. Dance, monkey, Dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm okay. Just chilling in some decent weather for a change.
1: Are you? Yeah. We've got a, 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 like a lovely form, right? October day. Yeah. It's like 80.
0: Yeah. <laughs> here it's like barely 70. Nice. So it's, it's it was nice. I went for a walk this morning and was actually cold for once. Oh, cool. Yeah. Me being the type of person that sweats just walking from one end of the house to the other, yeah, it was nice to go for a two and a half mile walk and not be sweating at the end. Oh, okay. So yeah, because it was like in the forties here this morning. Yeah, yeah, and I went out in shorts because you know, of course, that's how you do it, right?
1: That is, that is. You can wear shorts until it's forty.
0: Yeah, I mean. I lived in in Orlando for 8 years and I mm-hmm. think I wore long pants twice. Okay. Rest of the time was in shorts. Didn't matter.
1: Yeah. Yep. Who needs pants?
0: No. <laughs> I remember uh, I remember a lot of us you included um when it would get chilly, we'd be in shorts but we'd have these big puffy like winter jackets on. Uh-huh and we'd be like wow it's kind of cold but we'd still all be wearing shorts
1: well you got to I mean it's it's the <laughs> law it's Florida <laughs>
0: they don't sell long pants in Florida anymore
1: they don't sell long pants in Florida <laughs> and if you wear long pants then you get fined uh, millions of dollars
0: oh okay so yeah that must be a Republican role or something
1: <laughs> it's a moron role <laughs>
0: like I said <laughs> well did you celebrate the big birthday yesterday
1: the big birthday
0: it was Angela Lanberry's birthday oh was it did
1: you not celebrate I didn't yeah I didn't I didn't oh, realize well. she
0: was still alive
1: what is she like 92
0: Um, she is 96
1: Ooh, yeah yeah Almost a hundo. Almost. Almost. Hmm. Keep an eye on that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's outlived her husband. Right. He died in 2003. But she was like, "Now nah, I'll hang on there for quite a bit longer.
1: She's going to give Betty White a run for her money.
0: Yeah, She might be. I think her and Betty White should do a buddy comedy movie yeah yeah why not uh, it could be interesting I mean she could dye her hair and and go around as um Paul McCartney
1: I was just gonna say that <laughs>
0: <laughs> well wasn't there like a weird rumor at some point where Paul McCartney had died and had been replaced
1: yeah but not by her well
0: maybe it was her maybe she was the original one and the dude that we know now is who replaced her because she just didn't want to go on
1: maybe she's the one who broke up she broke up the Beatles (laughs) wasn't John it was her Angela Lansbury
0: Angela Lansbury was the secret Yoko Ono
1: yes all these years people have been (laughs) blaming poor Yoko Oh, wow! Well, good for Angela. Yeah, ninety six.
0: Ninety six, and still <laughs> acting apparently. Yes. Which then you know they're, uh, what's his name? Oh Jesus, Michael Caine just retired. Saying I that, thought that was just a rumor. Nah, I thought I thought he had confirmed it. No. Oh, Michael Caine let's see oh he has walked it back yeah I guess maybe um, Christopher Nolan said but I've got more parts for you in my films and he said oh okay (laughs) I I won't retire yet okay I guess there's room I don't know that was a couple years ago there was a rumor that he had Parkinson's, but I guess not. It's funny how Google works because so I I typed in Michael Caine and you get those people ask things. So the questions are, is Michael Caine a gypsy? Does Michael Caine have Parkinson's? Are Michael Caine and Sean Connery friends? What is Michael Caine's latest movie? And then it says, what age is Michael Parkinson? Which is a completely different actor. What?
1: And who's Michael Parkinson? He
0: was, uh, he was, Um. he's a broadcaster in, in um, Great Britain. Okay. But it's one of those like weird things that like Google doesn't know how to parse the information. So it just throws it all at you all at once.
1: Okay. Well, good. Michael King will still be making movies and entertaining us for the foreseeable future. That's good news.
0: Sure. If you like him as an actor. You don't? He's kind of hit and miss for me. Mm. There are some things where I think he's really good in and some things where he's basically just there for a paycheck. You know as i'm sure a lot of actors are but you know whatever yeah like i still watch him every christmas in the muppet christmas carol so you know right. for what it is
1: i mean he was a good alfred yeah
0: yeah but he was also in jaws 4 so you know you have to <laughs> you have to balance that so you know whatever speaking of old um they launched William Shatner in the space this week.
1: They did, <laughs> but he made it back.
0: He did. Um it was proof of what an asshole Jeff Bezos actually is. Well, yeah. Um but what I found really there was a, there were a couple of takeaways from watching that launch on the Blue Origin YouTube.
1: Penis penis rocket oh <laughs> well
0: well yeah I mean the thing is shaped like a penis the two female um, commentators are the most annoying people I've ever heard talk about a rocket launch um, they are so they have so drunk the Kool-Aid of Blue Origin that right um, it's really bizarre to call some of your astronauts your customers
1: mm, yeah because
0: they kept referring to like Well, we've got whatever her name was that was on the launch, which is like the one of the main heads of Blue Origin. We've got her and William Shatner and our two uh, customers. And it's like. Are they astronauts or are they customers like right? Which which image are you selling here? And I know that they're trying to sell these trips into space. If you want to call it that because the whole thing lasted 11 minutes. you're up and you're back down um but the other thing that i thought was really humorous was you watch nasa launches and they take the astronauts from a um a building where they're quarantined for a couple of days and they put them in this special um vehicle that is like hermetically sealed and they take them out to the ship And they go up and they're strapped into these rockets by a team of people and they're made sure that you're you're in there and strapped down and you look at Blue Origin and 15 minutes before the launch, they're just getting into the capsule. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. They strap themselves in. There's no helmets. I guess they figure if the thing fails that you're just going to die.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if it blows up, the helmet's not going to help you. Uh,
0: yeah, but like, shouldn't there be some kind of like safety system or something? I don't know. It's all optics. I guess it. It was just very weird. They sit in a circle so that they can look out a window. Like it's really bizarre. But then, so like, they launch them and you see it go up, and then you see it come back down and land in the desert. And William Shatner kind of stumbles out of the capsule and I, I, I don't know whether or not he's just old and frail or like he's been really moved by the situation that he just went through but as he's trying to explain the Jeff Bezos you can see visibly on his face that he's having like this existential crisis that he's talking about the idea that the blue of the earth is life and the black of space is death Yes. And that he's comparing it to this thing of like, whoosh, it's gone and it's all black. And Jeff Bezos stops him to do a champagne shower Mm -hmm. to which William Shatner backs up and almost trips over a plant because he doesn't really want to get wet with champagne. Right. And like totally cuts off this, this dude who's having this moment and then right. is like okay so could you repeat all that and it was like wow okay so was William Shatner really moved or was this something that they got together before and said all right when you come back down like there'll be a camera on you so like talk this shit up so we can sell more seats mm, I, yeah it was a very bizarre thing to watch
1: well do you, Shatner wasn't wasn't made to pay for this right no publicity this
0: was a stunt this was this was sending Captain Kirk in the space and that that was the main purpose of it it was to because 90% of the people who probably watched this launch didn't watch the first one because it was a rich guy yeah launching himself in the space with a bunch of people and apparently Shatner was supposed to be on the first one And what happened was that Jeff Bezos decided that he wanted his brother to go with him instead of William Shatner. Mm. Um, William Shatner just did one of those. um, Is it Vanity Fair or GQ or one of those that does like the. The most asked questions quiz yes yes he just did one of those and what one of them was is william shatner going to space and at that point this was before they had announced that he was going in the space and he tells this answer of like i was going to but then jeff bezos said that he wanted his brother so i'm not going Mm. um so it's totally like you know jeff bezos was like well everybody's gonna watch this and then nobody did so now he's like okay well we got to get somebody that will draw viewers and you know all the star trek fans want to see captain kirk go into space yep so now you know what's better than him coming back down saying on camera everybody needs to do this and that's exactly what he did
1: sure because he's a shill
0: yeah and I find it very and funny. How
1: is, and how is everybody going to do that? No, I mean, so few people will be able to afford that price ticket.
0: Yeah. I don't know what the other two guys paid for, it, but it's got to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I did find it a little funny that he came out of the the capsule wearing a, a baseball hat. Yeah. Like, he didn't go in there with one. And so now, like, did he feel like the toupee was coming off or something? <laughs> Like did he did he stash one in the capsule just in case?
1: Right, had it in his jumpsuit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was
1: sent his PA out to get it before they <laughs> before they had shut the door. The film coming out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I and how long was this
0: trip? It's like 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's like that's ridiculous. I think that is just such a blatant fuck you to everybody in the world but the
0: 1% yeah oh absolutely
1: you know for, for a 10 minute trip and millions of dollars the only thing I was disappointed in is that when they welcomed Shatner back to earth everybody wasn't wearing monkey masks
0: <laughs> that would have been awesome
1: because that would have just you know done it for me But yeah, I mean, I sure, it's great for Shatner. He went into space. Good for you. You can die now. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of what the business venture is, it's the ego of some little bald man.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to see whether or not... So an auction for a seat... um... I guess for the first space flight was $28 million. Okay. Uh, Flights through other space tourism services will also cost you at least a few hundred thousand dollars. Virgin Atlantic or Virgin Galactic was initially offering ticket reservations for $250,000 and managed to sell about 600 of them. Um, But it doesn't say exactly... Blue Origin did not respond to an inquiry about the price of tickets, though routers reported that the company initially estimated in 2018 that they would run 200 to $300,000 per seat. And they've already sold $100 million worth of private tickets. Okay. So... I don't know. Uh, apparently, the space tourism company Axiom is flying three people early next year to the International Space Station in SpaceX's Crew Dragon capsule and will stay for eight nights at the International Space Station for $55 million each.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: That includes the $35,000 per night cost of living at the space station to cover the cost of life support systems and power.
1: Hmm. I, uh,
0: so yeah, I mean, if you just
1: think there is something ethically wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you're spending that kind of money and you're not helping people where you live. Right. Yeah, it's, it's wrong. Just think of all the good that fucking Jeff Bezos could be doing if he actually cared about, like, the people on the planet.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, we are we are so close to living a sci-fi movie. We are so <laughs> close to the Hunger Games. Ser- and after being in New York City and L.A., <laughs> it's getting fucking bad. Uh, it's getting bad. Yeah, well... <laughs> So yeah, I don't hold up much hope for humanity at this point.
0: No, no, we're all doomed.
1: And I will not volunteer as, tri- as tribute. No? No. You yeah. can go.
0: You could hide in the woods dressed as a tree.
1: Nah, I'll let you go.
0: No. I think I'm... I, aren't we too old for that? Weren't they like the young yes, people? They the were, t- yes,
1: they were. Yes.
0: Yeah, so we don't have to worry about that we just got to send young kids to their deaths
1: <laughs> well isn't that going to school every day
0: well th- th- there's definitely a, a hunger games aspect to that absolutely waiting for that phone to ring right uh, yeah or or you know my kid is now in band And she plays the trumpet, so she's got to take her mask off to play the trumpet. And I'm like, oh, please, just stay away from people. Right. Especially if they're, like, coughing and sneezing. Don't be walking near them with your mask down.
1: And she's got to, like, empty her spit valve. Yeah. Yeah, sure, that's completely safe in the days of COVID.
0: Yeah, so um, with her trumpet, and I, I guess with all wind instruments, there's some kind of thing that you can put over the end of it so that like spittle doesn't come out the main trumpet thing whatever that whatever it's called the bell I guess okay <clears throat> so they're all back ordered because millions of people in the United States bought them for their kids so she has a makeshift one which is one of my old socks which is cut and tied <laughs> to the front but okay. that's, that's what the band teacher wanted. The band teacher was like, get yourself a sock and put it on the end and cut it off and tie it on. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if that really works. You know, is that just a, you know, to make middle class white people feel safe? I don't know. Yeah. Uh. But that's the thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not long for this earth. Like the earth is rapidly trying to shake us off. Like a yeah. dog with fleas. So, yeah, whatever. I guess it'll be good while it lasts. Yeah. So this week, um, I know I said that I was going to watch it last week, and I did. I watched Squid Game. Okay. Um. I watched all eight episodes in two days. Okay. Um. It's really good it's the hype about it is is kind of real it's yeah um you know i went into it thinking oh this is going to be one of those things that is just all talk but um i don't know if you're planning on watching it
1: uh probably not
0: okay um can i spoil some of it
1: yeah, go right ahead. Okay,
0: so I'm going to spoil Squid Game for anybody who's listening that may not want Squid Game spoiled. But um, So the whole premise of the show is it's in South Korea, and all of, I guess, debt in South Korea is a major issue. Um, people are borrowing money and not paying it back, so they are hundreds of thousands of what they, I guess their their denomination is called One, W-O-N Okay. So there are hundreds of thousands of ones in debt and so the main character is approached about joining this game and making some money off of it and so because he's in major debt and he's got a daughter that he's trying to win back from his his ex-wife um, he goes to play these games and the first game is Red Light Green Light which if anybody's ever played that as a kid, somebody's standing up against a tree, turns around, is red light, and when they turn, when they hide their eyes, it's green light, and you get as close to them as you can before it turns around. But in this particular game, if the it's a robot in the front, that's this okay. giant weird looking robot, and if she turns and sees you moving, you get killed. Oh, so okay. so immediately the first person that moves gets shot and everybody else starts to flip out except for certain people who have decided to not move. And so there's this mad panic for the door and people are just getting blown away at the door because they're trying to get out of the room. Um, and the premise just builds from there. And all of the, all of the workers for these games are wearing these masks that have either a circle or a square or a, uh, triangle on it and the head person is wearing a mask and you can't see anybody's faces and they can't know who you are and there's 456 of these contestants that are playing these games and they lose about half of them in the first game um, it's violent but it's really well done and apparently it's some kind of look at like capitalism across the world is what okay. the, the director was saying but it's it's really really good and i did watch the english dubbed one because i i had this feeling that like i couldn't um not that i couldn't do the reading but like trying to read and watch while things were going on just didn't really seem like it was going to be a good idea
1: Yeah, I don't really have any interest in that movie. Or that series, or whatever you want to call it. No? No.
0: You don't like violent things? No, I don't. Hang on, my mic stand's falling. No! Crap. Hang on. (laughs)
1: Sinkhole. Sinkhole. Get back in there.
0: Talk amongst yourselves.
1: Hang on. <laughs> See, this is live, whatever we are. Live podcasting? Whenever we are. Whatever we are. Well, it's not live TV, it's not live radio.
0: <sighs> that was weird. Okay, never mind. You good? Yeah. All of a sudden the mic started like going away from me. And I was like, what is going on here? And like I have a boom arm that's fastened down to the bookcase that's next to me. And it just kind of fell apart.
1: Could be spooks.
0: Spooks, specters, or ghosts?
1: Yep. Spooks.
0: So another thing I watched this week was a, there's another TV show on Netflix, which is a limited series and it's called Midnight Mass. And okay. It is combination uh, I guess the best way to to describe it would be religious horror. Okay. And not like in a exorcist kind of way. Um, but like what they think is going on on this small Island is not what's really going on. And, okay. um, you see, I'd really like you to watch this, but I don't know if you will. Cause I don't, you don't like horror stuff. Do you No, No. Okay. All right. So I'll spoil this for you too. Okay. Um, okay. so the story takes place on this little Island. Um, off the coast of the United States somewhere they don't ever really tell you where okay and so um, the the town had gotten together who is a lot of like Catholics and they send their their Monsignor to the Holy Land on a trip and he doesn't come back okay and instead there's this young guy that shows up um, and says look the Monsignor has become ill um, so he's on the mainland and he'll he's getting better. Um, and while the younger priest is there, miracles start to happen on the island. A girl that was shot in the back and couldn't walk anymore suddenly can walk. Okay. And there is um, the mother of the main character who had just come back to the island because he was in prison for uh, being in a drunk driving accident and killing somebody. Um, she doesn't need her glasses anymore and like so all the people that are going to church and taking communion are experiencing these miracles and what it turns out is that while the monsignor was at the holy land he gets lost because of dementia and winds up out in the desert and he stumbles into a cave where he finds an angel although it's okay. not an angel it's a vampire okay and so he brings the, the his angel back with him and they start feeding the angels blood to the parishioners and at the right moment um, if you die then you are raised again but they're misreading it as like a, a religious experience like God has chosen you to come back and be his word Um, but what it is is they're all turning into vampires and Mm. it's really interesting. It, it it was another one of those. I think there was only six of those seven of those. And I blew through that in a day. Like it just, it, it's very rare that I find something that, that captures my attention like that. But it's, it's an interesting thing because like Mike Flanagan who wrote and directed this, um, I guess he was a lifelong Catholic, but like his characters are a whole bunch of different points of view. So like the guy that, that was in the car accident that comes back, he's, um, he's now an atheist and the girl that he likes is a Catholic and there's a Muslim on the Island. That's the sheriff. And there are different like denominations and they start talking about like what happens after you die. There's a scene where, they're talking about the afterlife and what certain people believe. And it was really interesting of like hearing those viewpoints as opposed to like what you may believe. And it, it was just really well done. I don't know if you've seen any of Mike Flanagan's stuff. That's, it's, I don't it's a lot so. of horror, so I don't think you would have yeah, seen So
1: it. probably not.
0: But he's really talented and it's a, uh, it's very cool that Netflix is doing stuff like this because it's, he was like, I want to do like seven episodes and I'm out. Like there's not going to be a part two to this. Hmm. Um. And so like at the end of, at the end of the thing, almost all the main characters are dead or have turned into vampires and the sun comes up and like, that's it. So, but it's a, uh, it's, it's super well done. Okay. So, that's what I've been watching. What have you been watching?
1: Uh, Well, I'm up to episode four of Titans. Okay. This was kind of a weird one. This was the episode where she breaks her sister. Starfire breaks her sister out of the... <laughs> Secret underground containment. Yeah. Facility. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's the best episode.
0: No. And, uh, what else is going on in, like what else was going on besides that?
1: Uh, uh, Somebody tried to attack Crane at Arkham so they were going to move him to Blackgate and um Dick Grayson like kills the the guards and drives him to this deserted shack in the woods
0: and ends up okay so this ends up with with him and Red Hood fighting in the in the forest yes. right yeah okay Yeah Okay yeah yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting there's I I can't say a whole lot without spoiling some stuff right um but it was it was in this episode where I kept asking like when's Rachel coming back where the hell's Raven right um she eventually does come back spoiler oh that's good you know all right (laughs) um but uh yeah, it it definitely gets better. It Okay. Keep hanging there with it.
1: Okay. Um, it's definitely a very brutal take on Batman yes. mythos.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the on the fence about their depiction of Red Hood. Mhm. Um, simply because in the comic books. Red Hood doesn't appear until years after um, Jason dies right and so nobody knows it's Jason Todd and then all like in this one it's like two episodes in they know it's him Mm-hmm. and I'm I know they did that because they had already announced he was going to be Red Hood and if the audience knows why keep it from I guess the main characters but um they seem to be trying to cram a whole bunch in to this season than previous seasons. Yeah. I feel like the other seasons were a bit slower, but like it was one kind of story that they were trying to tell. And this is kind of all over the place. Okay. And yeah. I'm, I'm not totally, I don't totally like the guy that plays crane either.
1: No, he should be much. Well, I would, I think he should be much older than he is
0: yeah yeah and well as as the season goes on he'll become more annoying
1: oh but. even better <laughs> well that's good to know
0: well just uh, just be prepared
1: yeah so what's that about a third of the way through
0: there's, there's 13 12, episodes 12?
1: oh 13 okay yeah. So I'll probably watch a couple more today. Okay. And I made it all the way through Only Murders in the Building.
0: <laughs>
1: One more episode to go. <clears throat> oh, my God. That was totally not what I expected.
0: And it's it's really well done, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and I mean, I was expecting this slapsticky comedy, you know, murder kind of thing just based on the two stars right and it's I mean that's it's in there but that's not the overall um, feeling for the whole series
0: no and and they're doing some really interesting choices there's there's the choice of um, and it only happened a couple of times but where Steve Martin is seeing Looney Tunes characters Yes. And at one point he looks back at the couch and they're sitting there and he looks back and he's like, fuck off. (laughs) And I think that's the last time you see him. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're just, well, so far, um, they're introducing these weird little things and then they're paying them off. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I absolutely loved was episode eight is told from the perspective of a deaf character. Yes. And there is no dialogue truly spoken until the very end of the episode.
1: Well, and that's what was weird because um, I had to keep checking my speakers to see if like, <laughs> did I, did I accidentally mute? And then there'd be like a little bit of music underscore. And yep. like Oh, okay.
0: Or they'd be whispering to each other. But the whispering is subtitled. And so you're like, wait a minute, it it was about halfway through when I was like, holy shit, they're going to do this without anybody, like, really speaking. Um, and it's it's just an interesting, like, way of telling a story that's like, can you tell a story without any dialogue? Yes. Yes, you can. So, yeah, it's it's just super well done for and I, I guess it was written. It was all written by Steve Martin and I guess a writing partner of his. And I, I would have loved to been in the room where they're like, maybe one of these episodes is all like silent. Could we pull that off? But it's, it's super cool because like, even though that you get, um, you get clues about what's going on, even with one episode or whatever it is to go, there's still a bunch of mystery left. So I'm, I was I was hooked from like episode one so I'm glad that you enjoyed it too because I figured you would are you still there are you doing the deaf thing now hello hello I can hear you
1: you can yes okay
0: (laughs) you got very quiet
1: I was signing. I forgot we Uh, weren't on video. There
0: you go. That's what I thought. So yeah, I'm I I don't know how they would do a season two, but I guess there could be another murder in the building.
1: I I I would like to see Bunny get murdered.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: But yeah, I mean I I'm not seeing any of the twists. I was waiting for tie dye to be revealed as the other murder as the murderer, right? And then when it turned out to be Holly from the office, it's like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, I thought the sexy game of Scrabble was was really well done and low yep. key.
0: Yep.
1: Um, Everything the fans. Yep. The diehard fans. The cop.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's all super well thought out and I would love to see some kind of behind the scenes thing of Steve Martin talking about like when he came up with this idea and how long did it take them to figure out and cuz it's 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 not like any show that I've seen recently. Right? Like it's all just kind of like I mean it's it's really hard to explain without Without like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just super well done for what it is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I figured that it would be right up your alley.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's been great. (laughs) It's been great. I can't, I can't wait till the finale this week. Yeah. To see what happens.
0: And then it'll be over. Sad.
1: And then that's it. I know. Right. (laughs) That's it. That's all right. I got a lot of shit to catch up on.
0: Do you?
1: Yeah. Doom Patrol haven't even started.
0: <laughs> Did you happen to uh, catch any of the DC Fandom stuff yesterday? I didn't. No. Nope. So they they basically gave teases to everything that they're doing. Um, okay even if they had just started shooting stuff like they, they just started shooting Aquaman two, So there was a short, like sizzle reel of like behind the scenes. Um, they did, they did a scene for black Adam with the rock, which looks amazing. It's, I feel like DC has matured into like, doesn't always have to be for kids type thing. Yeah. So like the, the black Adam stuff is like super violent, and um looks very interesting they they did a teaser of The Flash where it's all Michael Keaton voiceover okay and it's him saying you know you can go any to any timeline any universe why are you here and then there's a shot of Batman from behind um and like there's going to be like multiple versions of the flash because there's there's a shot of like Ezra Miller standing in front of another Ezra Miller. And they're both dresses flash, but they are different versions of the flash. OK. Um, and then the last shot is the Batmobile covered with a with like a tarp. And one of the flashes goes over and pulls it off. And just before you can see anything in the Batmobile, it cuts to black, and you just hear Ezra Miller go, "Holy shit!" and then it cuts off. <laughs> um, so they did that. There's um, there's a bunch of DC video games and animated stuff, and then they they closed it with the new um, the new Batman trailer, mm-hmm. which looks absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, I'm a little worried about it it's not my Batman movie.
0: No, it's, it's definitely a different take. It's definitely the way that they were explaining it at, at fandom is that Bruce has, it's not year one. It's more like year two where he's created this persona and the cops still aren't really sure what to make of them. And he's not really sure who to trust, but apparently in the movie, he spends like 90% of it in the suit because he'd okay. rather be Batman. He he doesn't want to be Bruce. He wants to be Batman. And so he's this like vigilante. That's just like beating the shit out of people. But there's a shot in the trailer that gave me major Darth Vader vibes from uh rogue one. Okay. So where you have him in, um, where you have Darth Vader in the hallway um, there's a shot of do you have a sh- um, there's a shot of him in a darkened hallway and they're um they're firing bullets at him yes and it's and he's like just walking through them and he's just yeah and then there's they show him like killing the guys or beating down the guys and it's just if the if it's shots like that then I think it could be a really cool movie. But you know it's it's weird because I would rather have a Batman movie where Batman's established and sure. he's working with the GCPD and I know this isn't an origin story for him but it's close enough to an origin story to where like are we going to have to relive the death of his parents. Right. You know in the opening credits is there going to be a scene of them walking out of the the theater. The movie theater. Yep. Oh, uh, are we going to go through this again? Like, we know his pain. Just let him kick ass. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm hopeful with what I've seen. Hmm. Apparently, they also used a lot of the um, the Mandalorian technology of the big LED walls to get okay. some of those shots of, like, Gotham City and them, like, on rooftops and stuff. So... I'm hoping that, like, it's a it's a decent movie. It would be nice to have a good Batman movie. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a long while. Has it? Yeah.
1: What was the last good Batman movie? I know we've got varying opinions on this matter.
0: Um... The last good Batman movie, I think, is The Dark Knight. Okay. I think as you progress, um, I don't think Dark Knight Rises was really good. Um, I think what happens is, because I I always judge movies based on rewatchability. Mm-hmm. How many times am I willing to sit down in the next couple of years when I'm bored and be like I should watch Batman. And Dark Knight is one of those that I can turn on or if it's on TV I can stop and and watch from where it is. Okay. And I think as the Batman movies progress, there are cool scenes in them but not an entire movie. So I think like you have Dark Knight Rises which has a couple of cool things in it, but at the end of the day, it's not that great of a film. And then you, the next Batman version you get is Ben Affleck in, uh, Batman V Superman. Yep. And Batman V Superman has a really cool fight scene where Batman goes into the, um, to the warehouse to get Martha. And he takes out all those guys. That's a really cool scene, but that doesn't make up for the rest of the movie. Right. And then, Justice League depending on the version that you watch I liked the the Zack Snyder Justice League but I haven't gone back and rewatched it since that first time right so but I think in the pantheon of like going back and watching stuff Dark Knight is probably the one that I watched the most the most hmm okay what do you consider the best Batman film
1: <sighs> I gotta go further back I've gotta say Probably the Tim Burton directed one. What was that Batman?
0: There were two. No, what
1: was the second one.
0: Batman yeah, Returns? Yeah, which
1: was Batman Returns. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: With the Penguin and Catwoman? Yes. Okay.
1: That felt closer to the Batman I grew up with. Okay. So, I liked that it was all over the top and, you know, um, not realistic and gritty. Okay. Which is what I kind of feel the most recent ones have been. You know, I mean, everything from, from Gotham to Batwoman to, uh, you know, the new trailer we just talked about. Right. It's It's... I don't want to say it's too dark for me, but I I liked the the whimsical nature of Batman 66. Okay. So, I I go back that way.
0: I'm okay. I guess I'm just surprised because a lot of people feel that Returns is too much of a Tim Burton film and not enough Batman. Okay. And so a lot of people will put the 89 Batman ahead of that. But it's interesting that you like the the Batman Returns better.
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay.
0: Even with the weird stuffed penguins and... Yes. The the green goo coming out of penguins' mouth? Yeah. That they never explain? It was Roe. It was Roe?
1: was Ro. It was that green goopy shit that's in you know in lobsters because <laughs> he was eating all that fish.
0: Oh okay okay
1: I mean at least that's my that's my opinion. That's let's, my theory
0: and you're sticking to it.
1: Yes yes
0: it's just it, it's just Christopher walking right as Max Shrek. is that what does it for you
1: No, he's probably the weakest part of it for me.
0: (laughs) Uh, He he did an interview once where he talked about how he picks roles and he reads the script backwards and he reads the script backwards and he sings the lines. Yeah. And I always wanted to see a video of him singing the line of you can't go 15 rounds with uh, with Max Shrek or whatever that line is. Yep. Um. Because it's such a weird delivery when he says it. But, you know, I guess that's Christopher Walken, right?
1: Yeah. He's odd. <laughs> he's odd in everything he does from that weird Moby video. It was a Moby.
0: Oh, the. No,
1: it's Fat Boy Slim.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. he's like flying around.
1: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it's like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> Whatever
0: come on you don't want to hear more cowbell
1: uh, sure more cowbell's great <laughs> him playing captain hook on peter pan live was pretty bad
0: well yeah but you know um do you think there's been any good Christopher Walken films or do you think he's just over the top what about what about Pulp Fiction, where he talks about wearing the watch up his ass. I,
1: I don't know. I can't say that I I could land on a Christopher Walken role that's that's good. Okay, they're they're all quirky. They're all bizarre.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, but isn't that? I
1: mean, he's he's even in in Hairspray with John Travolta playing John Travolta's husband. Nice. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I don't know. He's just weird.
0: I'm looking through his IMDb for something that, you know, you look at and you go, oh, okay. Yeah. He was good in that. Catch me if you can. I mean, he's not really the star of that film. Yeah. He was in the country bears.
1: Yeah. Well, see. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: the deer hunter.
0: What about the prophecy where he plays the angel Gabriel? yeah no no No. Wayne's World 2 where he plays the the record producer no <laughs> he's in Jersey Boys he was in a movie called Homeboy what about View to a Kill what about Max Zorin
1: I, I, Max Zorin was better than Max Shrek <laughs> OK, I'll okay. give you that.
0: OK, Fair I enough. will
1: give you that. <laughs> I mean, he definitely works a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, a he's, lot. he's never stopped working. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though, because, like, you think that these people have kind of gone away and aren't really doing anything. But there's so many TV channels that have so many shows right that it's just like he's doing some show called The Outlaws. I couldn't tell you what it's on. Couldn't tell you what it's about. It's got Stephen Merchant in it though, which is a little weird. Hmm. Um apparently it's something that's that's over in England. Okay. So, you know, they they just kind of they just kind of oh, it's for I guess it's Amazon Studios and the BBC. So it'll probably end up on Amazon, um, but you know, there's all these, there's all this content now that everybody's making, and you just don't see these people anymore, right? Because you're just not watching those those channels. I mean, there's just so much out there now.
1: It's overload. He
0: did nine episodes of a show called severance (laughs) okay that's got Patricia Arquette in it and uh, again couldn't tell you where it is (laughs) so yeah I guess the tone in Hollywood has changed of like that line being a race between movies and TV. Oh yeah. But the big name stars are now on these streaming services doing TV shows. Mhm. I want to see a TV show with Daniel Day-Lewis in it. I think that would be like the pinnacle. Really? Sure, why not. Okay. Well, cause he's so method that it would be interesting to hear the stories of the set where like, you know, it's a, it's an eight month shoot to, to do all the episodes and he has to stay in character for all eight months.
1: Oh, dear God. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of Courtney Cox as of today okay this is on the the yahoo homepage it says courtney cox gets real about aging uh on yahoo yep
0: yahoo come on Is it just yahoo.com? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, I don't see it.
1: Yeah, it's very much clickbait.
0: Oh, is it? Is it just a bad picture of her?
1: It's a scary picture of (laughs) her.
0: Yeah, I don't see it.
1: Uh did your page start with the the get ready for Grinchonomics? No. Oh. Well there you have it.
0: Maybe it's based on like past search criteria? I don't know.
1: Oh uh, maybe. Yeah. But I mean even <laughs> when I click on the picture I don't get that picture, so never mind. <laughs> now you'll have to look it up.
0: Oh fine. Courtney Cox. Aging.
1: Old. There you go. Ooh. Is she wearing like pigtails?
0: Yes. Yes. That's really her?
1: That's what it says. That
0: can't be her. No? Didn't she just do a scream movie?
1: Yeah, but they put lots of makeup on you.
0: Oh man I mean it's so this one is from the Daily Mail so I don't know how much I can trust this picture oh Courtney Cox gave her followers a glimpse at a a potential future when she used the face app to add 10 years to her appearance
1: oh all right
0: so that's what it is okay
1: I don't know. There's pictures here on, on a Google search that that look like Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, poor Courtney Cox.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: She should have said dancing in the dark.
1: <laughs> That's her one claim to fame. Everything else is just you know, gravy. well she did, she did she did the carlton dance with uh, with, with the springsteen yeah with the boss
0: okay are you saying that 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 overshines her turn in masters of the universe
1: who was she a master? oh she was one of the kids she was right one of the kids yeah yeah
0: you're saying dancing in the dark was a bigger break than that yes okay
1: yes big time
0: You don't think acting alongside Billy Barty is like the pinnacle of her career?
1: (laughs) That would be the pinnacle of my career.
0: Well, yeah. Do a project where it's just you and little people. Yeah. You'd be like a giant next to him. (gasps) Okay, I just had this thought. We redo scenes from Harry Potter. Uh Uh-huh. But with little people.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: And you're Hagrid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be funny.
0: We could have like a miniature set. It would would be perfect. That's funny. Grow out your beard. Yeah. Put you in a big coat.
1: My little pink umbrella.
0: And we could, we could, so, so you could have the tall, the taller dwarves Uh be the teachers and then the shorter dwarves be the students. Okay. So that there's some kind of variation there.
1: Mm. I'm getting a very under the rainbow vibe at this point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it would be more, I don't know, I think it'd be better because it's, it's, we'd be redoing Harry Potter. Huh. Put them on brooms. Fly them around playing Quidditch. There you go. Come on. It'd be cool.
1: We wouldn't need that big of a green screen.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it would be perfect.
1: Very good. Okay, start working on that.
0: Okay. Right after the Johnny Depp mashup. Yes. We talked about last week.
1: Yes. Sweeney Potter.
0: You know... You absolutely know we could get Warwick Davis.
1: Oh for five bucks.
0: To be to be in the in the Harry Potter thing. Yep. I think this time we make him Snape.
1: (laughs) A a quick Google search does not reveal that there's any project called Sweeney Potter on the horizon. (laughs) However there's lots of Sweeney pottery. So
0: Sweeney Pottery,
1: yeah, it's a it's a type of pottery by Stephen B. Sweeney. Yeah,
0: okay. Seventeen ninety nine to
1: eighteen sixty three. There you go. Okay. All right, all right. It's a plan. Start working on that.
0: All right. It's going up on the board.
1: Okay. Up on the brilliant mind board. Yes. Hmm. <sighs> This takes our podcast in an entirely new direction.
0: (laughs) We should do a a segment every week where we come up with a different idea for one of these projects.
1: Yeah. What if we took the 70s show and we turned it into the 90s show?
0: It's already being done. Oh. Yeah. Look, I, I really thought Mary Jo Rupp was out of that whole mess when she signed on to WandaVision but no.
1: Deborah, Deborah Jo Rupp?
0: Deborah, Deborah Jo, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Um. You know, I I thought she was finally breaking out of that but nope. They pulled her back. Yeah, like well, I mean and,
1: and she's quirky too. Yeah. She's quirky. She was Phoebe's sister-in-law. Brother's right? yeah sister-in-law
0: Phoebe carried her kids right yes that that's
1: what it was yeah. yep yeah
0: yeah it was always weird because like you'd see her on Friends and then you'd see her on that 70s show where she's supposed to be like this older mother and it's like okay which are they making her up or are they like taking age off of her for Friends it's-
1: Did another series after
0: after that seventy show
1: after that seventy show, where she was playing like a a socialite kind of character. Okay, what was it called? She was Edna Winklemeyer Ah, it was called Better With You.
0: Okay, I don't that doesn't sound familiar to me. <sighs> so yeah, that that one's already done. We can't do that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to look <laughs> There is an actress in this TV series whose name was
0: Simba. In the. In better the, with you. Uh, okay. Simba. Like. Uh,
1: S like, Y M S Y M B A. She played Hostess.
0: Hostess. Ooh. Yes. And what did, what click on hers and let's see what she's done. Let's see.
1: originally from Gulfport, Mississippi born July 6th 1970 her big break came when she won $100,000 on Star Search
0: she looks nothing like what I had pictured in my head when you said Simba no? no no she's actually kind of attractive
1: yeah uh, she was bar dancer on Star Trek Voyager.
0: Yeah, I saw that, that. I I couldn't place that episode if I tried.
1: She was Jack's dancing partner in L.A. Confidential.
0: <laughs> she was model in Last Action Hero. Yeah. <laughs> she's done a lot of modeling. Like she's been a model for a lot of it.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Or reporter. <laughs>
1: On Days of Our Lives she was saleswoman.
0: <laughs> Willing Grace, Dex- pretty woman.
1: On Dexter, she was sexy woman.
0: Hot Mom.
1: <laughs> In Kitchen Confidential, she was Jilted Waitress. Uh,
0: cracking up, mom number two. Mm. Can I just have a character name? No.
1: No. She was on Veronica's closet as model. <laughs>
0: She's like one of those Those actresses that you see all the time But you don't know her name
1: Yeah, and it looks like She hasn't done anything since 2013
0: She probably got married and had a kid Or something You think? Maybe
1: No, because she's What is she now? 51? Yeah, she's 51 Think she got married and had a kid at 45? She might Oof. you don't know good luck to her
0: you don't know that
1: I don't know you you don't know me
0: uh, aside aside from the entertainment business she's working on getting a design patent for an invention that she hopes will revolutionize an entire industry
1: mm, and which industry is that doesn't say Oh.
0: Simba has never been married and has no children
1: ooh well that's because she's a lion <laughs> oh, how do we miss this one? What? Thelma Lou from the Andy Griffith Show died. Oh, remember Thelma Lou, yeah. Barney's girlfriend? Uh huh. She was ninety-five.
0: There was also a Disney animator that died this week.
1: Uh, uh, she was. Yeah. I
0: I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but I remember reading it. She was she was way up there too.
1: Yeah, like a hundred and...
0: 101 or something.
1: Yeah. Wow. God bless. I don't want to live that long. (laughs) I do. Forget it. I do. You do? Why? You just want to be part of the singularity.
0: I do. I want to live forever.
1: You want to upload your brain.
0: Uh, That's that's no secret.
1: (laughs) You'd be like Armin Zola.
0: That's right. I'm totally down for that. Boot me up every well, you, ten years or whatever. Let me download the internet. I can go back to sleep.
1: Nope. nope. I want to go out before I become a burden to anybody.
0: Well, that's why I'm I'm banking on the singularity. Oh. You know. Oh, here's a headline: Unvaccinated Miles Teller costs studio millions after positive. COVID test great what a douchebag following report on teller and other stars who allegedly denigrate COVID-19 vaccines George Clooney says it's stupid the way some actors are complaining about just a shot in the arm mm-hmm. uh, the actor was known to be was known to the cast and crew as being dismissive of vaccines but after the star tested positive for COVID-19 other crew members also became sick causing production to be shut down for three weeks and ultimately costing the production company seven figures shouldn't that be taken out of his pay yeah I mean if he's the direct result for that shouldn't there be some kind of clause it's like you know if you don't show up to work or whatever and everybody's sitting around waiting for you, you should be charged that to your you know. It should come out of your back end. Come out or come out of your pay. Like Yeah. Like, hey, we're gonna hold this. I mean, I, I personally don't know how it works in Hollywood if they get paid every week or like, you know, if a star gets paid twenty million dollars for a role, how is that paid out? Is that paid out over the course of the production? Over the course of, you know, whatever. I don't know.
1: It's loose nickels in a red wagon <laughs> <laughs> there you go Go phone the <laughs> point start scar <Scar-Jail.
0: laughs> uh, see that that's something I'd be fascinated to know how if that all gets paid Was out, it
1: paid out? Yeah. It, it's imaginary. I mean it because they're you know they're it's all on paper
0: so you don't think that like on Friday.
1: A big truck backs up and they unload pallets of crisp hundred dollar bills
0: see I don't know um
1: I think it's direct deposit PayPal
0: well I'm not like yeah but uh, see that's what I'm trying to figure out um How do actors get paid when filming? One of the things that makes movie acting different from most jobs is the unpredictable schedule. You may work four full weeks straight or one day in each of those weeks, depending on the production, then move on to another movie immediately or sit twiddling your thumbs for six months. Um, so SAG, wage rates and due dates. The big dog of unions in movies and TV is the Screen Actors Guild. Um... At the time of writing, the union's basic theatrical agreement sets the SAG minimum salary as $3,488 per week. Those stars often make more. For actors who work only a few days, the SAG minimum wage is $1,005 a day. Paying someone per week usually actually works out cheaper per day. Um, Starring roles may be paid based on a lump sum covering the run of the picture, with a minimum of sixty-five thousand um, dollars. So when is payday? Like other, like anyone who works for a living, actors need to know when they'll get their paycheck, not just know how much it is. SAG after rules cover that too. Whatever money actors earn by Saturday of the week will arrive in a paycheck next Thursday. So they get paid weekly so i guess it's it's however much money cut over the weeks so then if miles teller fucks up and gets everybody sick for three weeks they should just hold back his pay for three weeks Uh, i would yeah sorry that's interesting well there you go now you learned something
1: Wow. I couldn't imagine costing a company $6 million and walking away.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, anybody else would be taking the fucking court for that. Put in jail. Right. The median, the median income for a movie actor that's not in a starring role is fifty thousand dollars a year, according to this, according to to sag
1: that's not bad
0: no i mean if if you kind of have to be in it for the love of acting and not so much the money but well, you know, yeah, but then that's fifty grand and you know. SAG takes out whatever the hell they're, they're going to take out and then you're, if you have a manager they take out their fucking pay yep so you're probably only making like 30 grand a year as an actor I'll stick with being an editor that's good
1: okay okay so I gotta say you know your waitressing jobs would pay the balance
0: <laughs> I actually I, I was listening to an interview the other day with Alan Ruck who played Cameron in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. And the interviewer was asking him... um, He was like, well, I mean... um, After Ferris Bueller, you must have just... um, You know, had your pick of projects. And he was like, oh, no. He said nobody would touch him after Ferris Bueller. To the point where he was working at a... um, a loading dock for Sears really loading trucks and he said that he he kept his head down the first couple of weeks and didn't say anything to anybody and then all of a sudden he heard one guy say to another guy doesn't that guy look like the dude from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and they they were (laughs) like no that can't be him and then he was like yeah it's me and he did that for like three months Wow! because he couldn't get work And then at some point he became a bartender because after it was before spin city, but there was a time between a job that he had done. I think he said young guns between young guns two and spin city. He couldn't get any work again. And so he became a bartender and then his manager had to go to him and say, look, you're spending more time at the bar than you're out at, um, that you're out at auditions and you're an alcoholic now and you really need to calm down or else nobody's gonna hire you. And so he quit drinking and got Spin City.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So Yeah, it was it was it was a fascinating interview. Cause you do think like, oh, those actors just go on to the next thing, but nope. Nope. If you get pigeonholed, then you don't get to do anything. That's right. I think it's a little different now though. Do you? I do. I feel like there's less there's less being um what's the phrase I'm looking for? Typecast. Employed? No. Okay. <laughs> I think I think there's less typecasting these days. I think you can go from like a sci-fi TV show to like drama dramatic movies and back again and like there's not that like you know, DeForest Kelly is only um, Dr. McCoy, oh, so right. that's all he's ever going to do. Right. You know, I th- I think today it's different. I think you can go back and forth now because <laughs> there's so much content they're having to make.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: You know, now uh, Alan Ruck is on that show on HBO Max called Succession, where he plays like the grown child of the main character who's like wrestling for um, control of the company or something yeah and so like you know that's that's as far from Cameron as you can get so, yeah
1: well I mean his character on Spin City was a departure yeah so
0: no oh, good for him wasn't his character on Spin City wasn't he like the Spin City version of like Dan Fielding
1: Is that exactly what he was? Okay.
0: All right. I haven't seen spin city in years, so I just kind of him be remember him being like the sleazy guy.
1: Yep. That was him.
0: Yeah. Although he did really, he did really well against, um, well, what was the other actor's name? Michael Boatman. Yep. The black guy. So, you know, it all works. Good for him. That it does. All right. You got anything else for this week? No. No? Nope. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week
1: says pataki <laughs>